From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of December 12th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Dustin West, Corey Martin, and our newest member, Craig Williams. Welcome aboard, Craig. Thank you. In uh, this episode, we are going to talk about the opening, the grand opening of the new Fantasyland, uh, Craig Corey, Dustin, and I, along with Sean Thompson, who couldn't be here today, uh, had attended the press event over the last few days. We're actually recording this on the 7th of December, and uh, in advance of our podcast cruise, we all leave right. tomorrow for the podcast cruise, and uh, wanted to make sure we had this to go up uh, next week while we're gone. And um, all of us are kind of exhausted right now because we've just spent the better part of the last three days running around yeah. all over property. Um, so I drove, just, I drove straight from Splitsville here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we, we want to talk about the different things. We're not just going to talk about the new fantasy land. We want to talk about everything that was covered, uh, over these last few days. We're going to start out with Splitsville. That was the first thing I got to cover. I actually got to cover that on, on Wednesday. We, uh, put a blog up with some photos and a video that we put together of Splitsville. This is the new luxury bowling lanes. I think is how they're billing it right. at downtown Disney. And I got to say, I think this is an amazing addition incredible, to downtown Disney. I think it's absolutely incredible. I'm just surprised there aren't more bowling lanes. How many would you say there are in there? Did you, ha- did you have that, Corey? You wouldn't know. That's one of the things. Um, hold on a second. Sorry. Didn't mean to throw you for a curveball there. No pun intended. <laughs> Well, it's funny the way that they're set up. You know, you, you think of a bowling alley and you think of one really long set of lanes. Okay, they're split up. The first floor has 10 bowling lanes and the second floor has 20. Okay, so you have 30 lanes in total, but they're kind of in pockets. There's like yeah, a pocket right. of them and there's seating. It's almost like a club atmosphere. It is. Uh, and, you know, with, with, a, with a kitchen that serves, um, I don't have the menu in front of me, but... Uh, you know, lots of like, you know, bar food basically, but it's a little bit more upscale. I thought, you know, in, in terms of like the nachos, for example, there's these barbecue chicken nachos with uh, jalapenos, pico de gallo and uh, a cheddar cheese sauce. The pico de gallo and the cheddar cheese sauce are made in house. So it's not like, you know, it's a, there's, there's a, there's a, a, a flair of doing something a little different. Yeah. With these, and it was they were delicious. The cheeseburger sliders were just ridiculous. So it's like, like what you would expect at a bowling alley, you know, quote unquote bar food, but taken to the taken to level. another and, level and add sushi, right? And sushi. <laughs> you, and, you don't picture sushi in bowling, right? Exactly. And so it's a sushi roll bowl. Really, kind of, you know, it's a, it's a very comfortable atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, scheduled to open December nineteenth is the official date, I believe, that it will be open. And uh, they had just gotten their their uh, their their kitchen license the morning that I had gone in there, which was this past Wednesday. So it was the fifth, and they were serving food, and they were really excited. I, you know, that's one of the things I love about these these grand opening events. 
the cast members that work there, you can tell just how incredibly excited they are about They're coming it. in. They're coming in. There's people coming well, in. Well, it's just, you know, they've been setting <laughs> it up and they've been getting trained and there's an excitement and that goes along with it. I've seen it at many, many uh, grand opening. The Art of Animation. Art of Animation was a great example. Cast members love to be on opening teams. There's nothing more exciting for for cast members. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I have to tell you, I think they did a brilliant job with this. I think this is such a needed addition to downtown Disney. You know, you have a lot of restaurants and some stores down there. And the only things, the only two things on the west side that are really kind of, you know, different are uh, Cirque du Soleil, which is starting to show its age because it's been the same show there since I think Moses was in it. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, you can feel the relevance, you know, you can feel the wind of relevance just coming out of Disney quest every time you pass by it. Um, so, you know, really kind of getting stale down there and this adds something entirely new and different. And I think it's wonderful. I was really, I'm really excited to go like check it out when it's not like a. Exactly. I was, I was a little concerned about the crowds, how they're going to handle the crowds. So yeah. I, um, Tommy and I, Tommy Sandvik, you know, the downtown Disney guru, he was there today too. We pulled a manager to the side. We had a lot of questions for, for them since they're going to be renting the lanes out by the hour. So picture these lanes as a, as a table, as a dining table. So you can't really go and say, I want two or three hours for a lane it's yeah. it's per hour and once your hour is up it's up they'll let you continue you know if you're on your ninth frame they'll let you continue to your 10th did they mention is this the kind of thing you can book in advance they're still working that out yeah uh, if you have a big party each lane holds eight people okay yeah eight people right it's twenty dollars per person per for lane an for an hour and then there's the four dollar shoe rental and I also asked. So it's an expensive bowl for alley. a family of four. You're looking close to a hundred dollars before you eat. Yeah. yeah, they're still working out the discounts, which uh, discounts they're going to offer. They do. Um, they're going to be on the dining plan. So good. That's a as that's a, a good fast one. food credit, I guess. Like, a, well, you a, don't know because they all they have entrees. Yeah, yeah I don't think so it'll be counter service now. Okay, I think so you can probably get snacks credit. there. There are four bars. There are two bars downstairs, two bars upstairs. Uh, the first floor is always going to be family friendly. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, it's going to be twenty one and up only. Oh. Upstairs from ten thirty to close. Yeah, that's that club atmosphere they're going right. for. I think and they'll have like a DJ or something. Yeah, like they're going to do a they're going to do a live band downstairs. They're thinking about. They're still talking about the live band upstairs, but they're definitely going to have a DJ up there. Let's see what else they, um, yeah. So it's, again, the price was $20 per hour. That's 10 to five that they consider that peak and the non peak hours, it's going to be $15. Are they going to separate like the food and bowling at all? Or is it going to be something where if you want the food, then you have to have your own lane? You might be, I think you can eat at the bar. Okay. Well, there were also, if I, I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah there, there are other booths. There, there are booths are other, that, that are detached. There are booths that are not part of the lanes. Right. So I think you can go in there and just get food. Okay. Yes, you can. Uh, and and have places to sit. And there's a lot of seating uh, on the patio where the one second bar is uh, upstairs. There's a lot of seating out on that patio that overlooks kind of the west side. I enjoy that terrace. Yeah, that te- terrace was really nice. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like I said, I think it's an excellent addition to downtown disney if you know you're going to do this definitely bring your own socks i know a lot of people a lot of people in florida you know you just wear sandals but they don't you know you're gonna have to buy socks there and i think they sell them for six dollars yeah they sell them there yeah 
No, that's just like any bowling alley, though. Now, I, I haven't been in there, and I just have a basic question um, just from the building. When you go inside, has it really, really taken on a, a new style? Or can you kind of see where it used to be Virgin Megastore? No, it's completely new. Even the escalators have turned around. They, oh, they wow. ripped the old ones out and turned them around. Yeah. It's okay. completely a new space. Yeah, it is. It is a new space. You can't even go in there and picture. Okay, that's where the listening wall was. You just yeah. okay. It's tough. Okay. It's a it's a great space. I I was really impressed by it. It was a lot further along than I expected it to be, considering there were still construction workers in there working. Yeah. But I was I was really impressed with it. I think they have got. I think they've got a hit on their hands. With I this. agree. I think this wonderful is gonna, spot. I think it, this is going to be a lot more popular than I ever thought it was going to be. Well, and like you said, with the quote-unquote limited lanes, I think this would be a lot of lanes for any other bowling alley, but because it's in the middle of downtown Disney, they're basically creating demand by doing this. They're, yeah. they're always going to be packed because everyone's going to want a, a lane. Yeah. You know? And what's great, too, they have um, the bumpers that go up on yeah. each lane, but they go up per person. So Julie... I'm just kidding. Um, so... <laughs> So, you know, if I go up and I have my six-year-old right behind me, it'll know that, okay, it's a six-year-old's turn, the bumpers go oh, up. Oh, okay. And they come back down. Really? That's cool. That's great. So, that's Splitsville, downtown Disney, west side, in the location that used to be the Virgin Megastore. That was the one of the things that we got a chance to see. And again, we have video uh, on our YouTube channel. And, of course, you can go to disunplugged.com, check out the blog. We have blog entries with... Um, Photos and video. Right. The other thing that was um, unveiled officially this week was the new test track, and uh, a lot of um, a lot of mixed comments about the new test track. Yeah. Um, I got a chance to try it actually for myself for the first time last <laughs> night, uh, and I have to say that. You know, while some of it is cool and it definitely seems a bit faster, a little bit more, a uh, little bit faster and more extreme than the previous version, I miss the story and the, 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 the I, I think the previous version was better personally. This is Tron, old Tron meets new Tron. This one seems cooler though. Like, right. like with, the, with the lights and the neon, it just seems cooler, but I, I know what you're saying with the, the story. It's definitely more visually pleasing. Yeah. But. With There's no story. The, the story of you being a crash test dummy. I mean, that, that was original. That was unique. That was really cool. And, I mean, like you said, it, it, it feels faster. That might be because of the visual elements. It, it, you know, it's technically, it's the exact same ride path. They didn't change any of that. Yeah, well, it took them, you know, 14 years to get that working. So I didn't think they were going to mess with that anyway. But Yeah. So um, it's, it's still the same old test track that you, you love. It's just got some different... New you're now it's just completely different yeah. now. I mean, there's you, really, you really do feel like you're inside of a computer. Yeah, it is. It's it's really cool looking. It is. I mean, visually, but I, like I said, there was something about the storyline in the yeah. last one and the elements of it. And like you said, the part about be, you are the crash test dummy was really original. And you know, it's not that it's bad. It wasn't. I didn't think it was bad. I just you know, I kind of was like oh. the entire queue is different. Oh, entirely. Different. I couldn't believe that. You go in and you pick up, you know, a nondescript white card that you touch to a, a computer screen that allows you to uh, basically create your own concept car, and you know, ask you a few questions, 
you create this concept car. Uh, I think they're having some issues with synchronization right now uh, between what you create and what you experience. Yeah, I mean, the idea is that you'll create these elements in your car, like the efficiency or the power. Your particular card will have that, and you'll see how that stacks up on these particular tests that you go through in the ride. Now, you're not it's not a visual thing. You're not going to see your computer-generated car next to you or anything like that. It's just saying, with what you designed, how would it have stacked yeah. up? You get the output at the end. Yeah. Right. And then at the, at the end of the experience, then you can see your car. Then there's interactive stuff there. Um, but in the actual ride, it's just like, you did a great job. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be pretty tough to, to custom six people's different experience in one car. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, Craig, you got to write. Craig was actually the person who, uh, just to introduce Craig a little bit, Craig has been doing some work with us helping out with video, uh, helping Dustin out with video. And Craig was actually the one who filmed the POV of Test Track for us. So you got to ride it um, last week and again last night. What are your thoughts on it? Um, first things first. Test track means a lot to me whenever I first came down to Disney. Um, that was actually the attraction that I was working at. So it has a very big place in my heart. Uh, the first time I did ride it, whenever I shot the video, I was really disappointed with it. Um, a lot of that might come into play because I was behind a camera. I couldn't actually take the time to look around right, right. and you know actually get the full experience. Uh, last night, whenever I rode it with Sean, I was a lot more impressed with it. Uh, just mainly because I did have that opportunity to look all around and experience everything, and the synchronization was actually working. Was it really? With Yeah, the car that Sean made, it actually almost stacked up as the best car of the day, so we got to find that out at the end that of the ride. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it was a ridiculous-looking truck, but um, you know, apparently it was amazing, so my uh, kudos to him. But uh, it just it lacks the entire feel that the old one had like as soon as you walked in the doors there hearing everything crash around you everything in the queue like it set you up and you didn't the first time you went on it you didn't know what you were going to expect really right. but then as soon as you're in there you start to get a feel for it this one it just it, there's lights it looks sleek uh but there's really nothing that it's well in a way it gives you the same idea you don't know what you're going into but then once you find out you're going to be designing your own car, um, I guess your hopes get up a little bit and you start to get excited that you think you know what's going to happen. But then it ends up just being a bunch of lights. And <laughs> eventually at the end, you see your car. There's one word you said in there, sleek. And I think that kind of describes yeah, the, whole, you know, the whole experience. It's all very sleek. Yeah. And for the, uh, for the, like, you know, the, the official grand opening, they had uh, Meg Crofton, the cleaning woman, and like the vice president of sales for General Motors. It was probably the worst grand opening like presentation. It was just so. I liked that the I liked at the end. He's like, we have this new thing in Chevrolet cars where you can start your car with the with your cell phone. Let's do it. Let's power up Test Track with our cell phone. Yeah, like like he actually powered up Test Track yeah, with his cell you phone. Know. And it was just, you know, this was definitely the B-list uh, event after, you know, earlier that earlier yesterday when they, you know, did the, the, the grand opening of Fantasyland. You know, yeah. this was like the ghetto version. I mean, it really was like 
What, you don't agree with me? You no, thought- no, no, no. I was just like, I think they brought, you know, they brought one Republican as the, you know, the entertainment of the night. Which was excellent. Yeah. I mean, they were fantastic. But, but, you're, but talking about the intro, yes. The intro is what <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. It was just like, oh, <laughs> that, God. The party itself was amazing. Pa- the Disney's press parties are yeah. ridiculous. How good they are. Last night was like a nightclub out there. Oh, it was. With all the neon and the, the glowing tables. It, it fit. It just fit right in with the... The test track experience yeah, did. Now, I know it's not the first press event for Corey and I. Dustin and uh, Craig, first press event? Uh, except for whenever we were in Fantasyland the night before. That was my very first one. I had been to Cars Land. So. Right, you were out in Cars Land for that. Yeah. That's right. But uh, what did you think, Craig, is a, you know, your first press event? I was just blown away by it all. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I figured there'd be food and just a lot of higher-ups being like all in the atmosphere but then whenever i got in i was just blown away by it all um it's an unreal experience it really is Mm -hmm. and i almost felt bad for all the people who were on the other side of like mouse gears who were just kind of looking through the big pathway to see what was going (laughs) on sad yeah and i mean that music had to echo from one republic all the way and they closed off the entirety of future world east so that whole area, it yeah. wasn't just the test track, you know, four court. Yeah, Mission area. Space, and uh, Ellen's Universe. Energy Adventure, all Universe of Energy, all closed off. And uh, I it, just, I, I think it's so amazing to think just in this one weekend, how much, not just opening a new area, but how much work Disney puts in to throw this kind of party i mean they have people that are coordinating with all the tv stations all the media all the press and then on top of all of that they're throwing a party yeah no it's and i i I have to say they it's a well-oiled machine yep they move i mean they had two thousand plus media people for these different events and they move people from one place to the next so seamlessly I mean, it's not disorganized. You're not wondering where you're supposed to be. I mean, really, the way they do it. And then, yeah, like you said, the parties. Now, you know, the big party, of course, this week was the was the opening of the new Fantasyland. And that actually began Wednesday night with a party in the Magic Kingdom. Right. And they did wishes early that night. For the regular day for guests. For the regular day guests. And then uh, they had basically, you know, new Fantasyland... And uh, Storybook Circus cordoned off just for invited guests and press. And again, you know, crazy. I mean, first of all, you know, just walking through any part of the Magic Kingdom and they're serving, you know, beer and wine and soft drinks like for free. Yeah, it's like every seven feet there's a drink stand, food stand, salad stand, drink Mm -hmm. stand, coffee stand, dessert stand. Corey certainly (laughs) took advantage of the food. Yes. I heard there was food there. <laughs> Corey, has, uh, Corey has an appetite it, 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 that belies his, uh, his build. Uh, you know, Corey's always very fit, never fat, but this boy can put away food like no one you have ever seen. He has, it's unbelievable. I don't know where he puts it. I enjoy it. Now, now do you starve yourself for a couple no, days before going into the press events? No, 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 no. No, this is what he does. I enjoy food. Okay. He can eat. I he enjoy good eat. food. He right. does, and he doesn't... But I don't waste it on dessert, though. No. No, he doesn't eat a lot of sweets. No, not at all. But what did you think 
What did you think of the food being served that night? <clears throat> I thought the food was great. What I liked about it is that they were bringing out um, actual menu items from Be Our, Be Our Guest. So they had the, the – seriously, I ate my weight in this. Uh, the sautéed shrimp, scallop, and lobster oh, so with mushrooms and creamy lobster sauce, with the puff pastry. Well, the, the, it they wasn't the puff pastry, but right. that's the on the menu item. It was just a self-serve. And then they had the tuna niçoise salad that I had that day at lunch. They had that just available. Just grab. Walk up and help yourself. Just walk up and grab hunks and hunks of tuna. I was in heaven. I really was in heaven. Now, one of the big big things to happen this particular night was the rumored about dragon. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was a dragon flying over New Fantasyland about the middle of the event that actually, like, was breathing fire. And it caught all of us off guard, you know, it, it just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, yeah, people start like pointing up and there is this dragon it flying was, over. It was surreal. It I mean, was. I mean, the, the force perspective on that castle is insane. And then there's this dragon flying over it. It's just <laughs> it was literally shooting fireballs yeah. out of its mouth. And if you follow the Disney Parks blog, then you probably read some of the posts by Gary Buchanan, the Imagineer who was responsible for, for this. And his, uh, he was kind of in character that night. He was very excited. As like a, 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 you know, a, a dragon chaser. Mm-hmm. And he was very excited and very animated. And we got to chat with him for a little bit. And a uh, really cool guy. Really yeah. funny guy. And uh, really was having a good time uh, with, with the dragon. And people were just amazed by this dragon. And I heard somebody say, oh, well, it's engine-powered. It's a hang glider. Yeah. That's how they were doing it. I don't care how they made it work. It worked. And the only reason (laughs) I knew it was a hang glider, because it was at night, you couldn't see the the glider above it, was when I was looking back at the video and I was going frame by frame. At the moment it shot the fire out of its mouth, it actually illuminated the parachute above above it. I want to know how it takes, how it gets in the air in the first place. Just a bunch of cast members behind it pushing it really fast. <laughs> no, just blowing it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do they do? I mean, I mean I, my only thought was they have to drop it out of a plane or a helicopter or something. I mean, you get a fast car. They, it starts off at Richard Petty driving experience. Yeah. just pulls it around really fast and gets up there. Just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. It, like I, one of those touches. I, I think I don't want to know how it works. You know, I just want to think. Yeah, sorry that, if I spoiled that few people, but. I just want to know that there's a dragon flying over the Magic Kingdom. It was really neat. Well, the one thing I loved about it was, I don't know how they're going to do it in the future, but at the time that it came out, they were doing a great job at distracting every everyone that was there. Um, I know we were really focused on Storybook Circus, and there was a bunch of clowns performing. Everyone was still eating, mingling around, and then all of a sudden it just came out. Um, like We are all so caught off guard. I know I sprinted from Storybook Circus... <laughs> just to be our guest, to try to get a better view of the thing. Yeah, but, we were running around trying to take pictures. I was looking at my video, and I told Pete, I was like, it was like a scene from Cloverfield. It was like, oh, we're looking at these clowns, and then the clowns are like, oh my god, what is that? <laughs> it was just a giant dragon in the sky <laughs> breathing fire. It was very Cloverfield, yeah. It was nice that night that they opened the, the, the connection from the new fancy land around... Storybook Circus. Yeah, Storybook Circus around that. So right. you, you'd have to walk all the way around by the teacups. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to see how that might flow. It's still pretty tight. but Right. So uh, the following day was the official grand opening. It started out with a ribbon-cutting ceremony in front of Gaston's Tavern, which was like a really small, confined, tight space. 
we didn't hang out for that. Uh, we went over and got in position in front of the castle for what would be the you know the real hoopla, and that was uh, Jordan Sparks, the winner of American Idol a few seasons back, uh, performed. Uh, you had uh, Jennifer Goodwin was hosting. Jennifer Goodwin was hosting, and uh, in the audience, uh, Jody Benson, the voice of Ariel, the Little Mermaid, uh, Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle. And Joanne Worley, which I didn't realize she was still alive, uh, who was the voice of the dresser in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. And she was there, and she actually did her signature. Yeah. She let out a belt. And, I I mean, they heard it. They heard it back on Main (laughs) Street. People were, like, cheering. Tom Staggs even mentioned it. Yeah. And um, Sean had a false alarm with Jennifer Hudson. He thought Jennifer Hudson there was a was lookalike, there too. and uh, <laughs> he and turned really gay. He went, he, yeah, he went into like gay overload. I looked at him and said, "Sean, I've never seen you this gay before." <laughs> and I've worked with Pete for eleven years, so that's saying something. Um, but uh, you know, I love when they do these. We were actually able to stream it live. Uh, we were actually testing that. It out. was a last-minute decision. <laughs> we were test- like shuffling we, around ten minutes before. We were testing it out. We we were able to stream it live. And uh, although we're certainly not the first podcast or website to do any live streaming, we're trying to do it a little bit uh, differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so we've, uh, you know, we're able to do that and had a number of people able to watch it and enjoy the show live. And then, of course, Dustin has put up a great uh, two-camera. Dustin and uh, Craig. Both uh, were shooting during that. We right. had that short. two camera definitely gives it a great perspective. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a, a great video to watch. You know, it's um, it's the ceremony. It looks good. I'm excited about it. I hope a lot of people can watch it. It was fun. It was a fun day. And we had uh, Sean there live vlogging. Sean was live vlogging the entire weekend. Oh, it was weekend. great. Yeah, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I do want to mention also that um, the, the night the night of the party before they opened the party, they invited the media uh, to a little presentation. That's Tom Staggs did. He talked a little bit about fancy land and showed a simulated ride through of seven dwarfs mine train, which right. we also have up on the, which YouTube was channel. really cool to see. I mean, the, what they do over there, how they simulate this with the backgrounds looking, it looks real, right? And a little, Little fake people, and that's there. getting a lot of views on our YouTube channel. I think a lot li- of people want to see that. Yeah, we have links to all this on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. If you weren't able to follow along during the actual event, like I said, we have the blogs up, the photo galleries, the videos, and uh, you can kind of go back and re-experience it. I think that's my favorite part about these press events is knowing that we get the chance to be there and we get to share it with all the people that don't. I couldn't share yeah. my food. Sorry, people. Right. We couldn't share that. But <laughs> I just love that. I love that You know, we were able to do the live stream of, of the show. Uh, Sean was live blog. I like... That's what's great about you know, the internet and you know, the websites. It's, in, it's instant gratification. Yeah. You take a photo. You take a video. You get it out there. And before you know it, people are responding to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was... Uh, you know, this is, I, 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 I've been at countless press events over the last 15 years uh, with Disney. And I have to say, I thought this was their best. I thought this was their best. Mm-hmm. I, I thought just everything about it in terms of, you know, what they've done with New Fantasyland, mm-hmm. just amazing. Uh, even if you're not a huge fan of the new test track, you have to appreciate 
the visual elements of it and, and, and what's gone into that. The addition of Splitsville at Downtown Disney. Uh, you know, I, you, you can't say they're not spending money on this stuff. You really can't say. $400 million on the expansion of Fantasyland. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tom Staggs does get to take a little bit of credit here in that, you know, when he came, when he, when he took over as chairman of Parks and Resorts, he took a look at the plans for New Fantasyland and he made some changes. He made some changes. It was all very princess heavy in the beginning. Right. And he, he made some changes. He's like, I've got little boys. What do yeah. my, my boys do? And they made some real, they made some changes and... You know, he can take some pride of ownership, I think, in, in, in how this turned out. Designing a masculine castle. Yeah. <laughs> right? The first time they got to design a masculine castle. Right. Well, at the roundtable that I was able to attend after the big celebration uh, yesterday morning, uh, they were really, really excited about the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, one of the things they mentioned was that in the original plans for New Fantasyland... Um, they thought that it was too far out there for the entire design, that it would never be possible. Um, and then they did mention, I believe, whenever Tom came in, he said, what do you want to do that you don't think you can actually do? And they all said Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And he said, then you need to figure out how to do it and actually put it in place. This is why I love Disney. <laughs> yeah, like they were excited about everything um, that is open right now. But they are really pushing the mine train. They think that's just going to be the absolute centerpiece, and that's why it is no right question. in the middle. No question. no question. No question that it's going to be the centerpiece. I mean, that's going to be the attraction people are running to at rope drop. This is, this is going to be, you know, and again, this is what you get when you have competition in Orlando. And you're not going to tell me that they're not pushing themselves harder on this because of the impact Wizarding World of Harry Potter has had on on Orlando since Absolutely. it opened. And but you know, here's the thing. Disney's Disney's ace in the hole all the time since the beginning, since the since Disneyland first opened, their ace in the hole is Walt Disney Imagineering. You give those guys the money and the freedom, right? And you will get unbelievable great entertainment like nothing you've ever seen before on every level where the details and the story and the technology are all kind of merged together and create something no one else can do i don't care who you are i don't care who you are and i i think new fantasy land is a great testament to that i i'm 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 thrilled with it and i'll be honest when they first announced it I didn't think it was going to, you know, new, oh, new fantasy land. Great. Big deal. You know, and I got to, I got to remember who we're dealing with here that if they're going to do something, mm-hmm. their, their, their track record, their track record with doing stuff like this is so pristine and they're not done yet. They don't <laughs> disappoint. They don't disappoint. So I, Got to learn not to, not to poo poo these things, but I for <laughs> uh, expansion of fantasy land versus, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, different, different audience, no question. Different audience, but it's Disney playing to their base. And they do it brilliantly, and they did this brilliantly, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. It was opened really well. It was previewed really well. Something we certainly couldn't say for Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which was not opened well or previewed well. But Disney knows how to do it. They did it right. 
And this was a great experience. We had a lot of fun doing this. Had a lot of fun covering it. So, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this, folks. This will do it for this segment. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, have a Merry Christmas. Christmas.